0: Tired of political correctness? Sick of cancel culture? Got something to say? Just say it. Just say it. A pro-America anti-censorship podcast. Hosted by Jesse Michael Elliott.
1: And here we are for the last episode of the week. Episode 39. Wow. We are getting up there. Approaching 50 like a rocket. Um, So how was everybody's week? Uh, Tomorrow I'll be going up to North Jersey. I live in South Jersey. I'll be traveling back up to where I used to live. um, To hang out with some old friends. Hopefully you have something planned for this weekend. But this episode is going to be interesting because we have two updates. We have an update on the Nancy Pelosi story, which is really a video clip. And then we have an update on Trump, Trump's memo to, uh, to not fund the cities that are out of control by the Democrats. So we have two updates there, and then we have three other articles to cover. There was actually not a lot of news to cover. So hopefully things are dying down in America. Not good for us, but good for America. So this episode 39 is called Idle Threats. And it will feature Mr. Andrew Cuomo, who had some not-so-nice words for our president, his president, Donald J. Trump. So let's get into the lead story. So here we go. New York Post article. Governor Cuomo. Trump had better have an army to protect him if he comes to New York City. That sounds like a threat. So New York Governor Andrew Cuomo on Wednesday all but threatened President Trump's safety if he returns to New York City in a rant responding to an exclusive story by the Post that Trump is looking to pull federal funds from lawless cities, including New York. Well, shouldn't he? Cuomo called an emergency press briefing with within a half hour Wednesday night to tear into Trump for the order which cites New York's rising murder rate and defunding of the New York Police Department. Here's a quote from Grandma Killer himself. He better have an army if he thinks he's going to walk down the street in New York. New Yorkers don't want to have anything to do with him, the Democrats said, all but threatening the commander-in-chief, right? What's the matter, Cuomo? You getting a little bit nervous? Because, uh... They're looking into you bumping off grandmas and grandpas for COVID. The way you handled the nursing home situation. What's the matter? Getting a little nervous, Andrew? But Cuomo, who like Trump, hails from Queens, wasn't done. He can't have enough bodyguards to walk through New York City. People don't want to have anything to do with him. So he keeps digging the hole, digging the hole. What are you going to do, Andrew? What are you going to do? On Substance, Cuomo said he doubted the legality of Trump's five-page memo ordering a review of federal funds that can be redirected from New York City, Portland, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. It is more of the same from him. It's political. It's gracious. It's illegal. But it's another attempt to kill New York City. First off. Cuomo's got the stones to say it's political because all he he loves getting up in front of the cameras and taking his 15 minutes, taking the laps. And, you know, he loves seeing himself on camera, this joker. And, and another attempt to kill New York City. You mean, Who's the king of killers in New York City, Cuomo? You are. You killed more people than Osama Bin Laden did on 9-11. And then you got the stones to go after Trump. What an embarrassment. So President Ford said, drop dead. President Trump has been actively trying to kill New York City since he's been elected. In a highly personal and insulting language, Cuomo speculated that Trump wasn't upset about New York's soaring murder rate and shootings. I think it's because he's from New York City. And New York rejected him, always, Cuomo said. He was dismissed as a clown in New York City. Those who knew him best like him least. Cuomo jeered. He was disrespected in New York City. Nobody took him seriously and he was just a tabloid cartoon. Wow, this guy seems really upset. Cuomo's feelings are really hurt. What happened, Cuomo? Ouch. Between Chris Cuomo, between his brother getting outed on Tucker Carlson for that taped conversation with Michael Cohen... And now uh, Andrew Cuomo's getting all upset here. What's the matter? I think Andrew, we need to build Andrew a safe safe place to, to hide out in. So referring to a claim in a recent book by Trump's niece, Mary Trump, Cuomo said his sister, a formal federal judge, is disgraced by him. The governor also claimed Trump's negligence is the reason New York State suffered the highest COVID death toll. The governor's critics blame his health department's mandate that forbade nursing homes from turning away COVID-19 positive patients, potentially leading to 6,500 deaths. At the end of his call, Cuomo, apparently sensing how his remarks about Trump could be seen as threatening, attempted to walk them back. Oh, what happened? Not so tough, Cuomo. So here we go. Here's a quote. My comment about the president and bodyguards in New York City, all I'm saying is that he is a persona non grata in New York City, and he'll never come back to New York because New Yorkers will never forget how mean he has been to New Yorkers and how many times he tried to kill the city that gave him his start and birthed him. That's what I meant about the bodyguards. Right, I'm sure that's what you meant. Earlier Wednesday, Trump called on CNN to fire Cuomo's younger brother, Chris Chris Cuomo, over a leaked tape in which he questioned about sexual misconduct. Fredo must go. (laughs) Fredo must go, Trump wrote, using an insulting reference from the Godfather. Meanwhile, because remember when uh, Chris Cuomo was uh, approaching the street and some guy called him Fredo and he lost it. He lost it. Meanwhile, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, who was twice mentioned by name in Trump's order, had his press secretary respond instead. As much as Donald Trump wants New York City to drop dead, we will never let this stand. This has nothing to do with law and order. This is a racist campaign stunt out of the awful office to attack millions of people of color. How is this attacking people of color? He said that states that to catch a release and let their cities burn down shouldn't get funded, because they're allowing it to happen. Cause why should we pay for the abuse that they allow? How would it have to do with being racist? Everything is race, race, race. Oh boy. It's it's you just know what they're gonna say. It's it's boring. De Blasio himself made no statement. Meanwhile, City Councilman Rory Lansman, Chair of the Committee on the Justice System, said Trump's order could unintentionally weaken public safety. I guess we now know which candidate for president supports the funding the police, equipped Right. This is a, this is a, this is a awful article. So Representative Max Rose, a Trump-targeted Democrat who represents Staten Island and Southern Brooklyn said, With this order, President Trump is joining Mayor de Blasio in defunding the police. It was wrong then and it's wrong now. Right. Everyone just wants their chance to chime in. I see nothing wrong with it. Trump wants to not have a cycle, like we talked about, of letting these people, letting them destroy, letting them go, letting them destroy, letting them go. And if you're not going to stop it, I'm going to put things in place so you have to stop it. End of story. The rest of this is just Andrew Cuomo's feelings being hurt. Go back to your safe place. All right. So. We're going to go back. So now we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi, and then we're going to go back to the defunding issue. So let's hit this video from the GOAT, Kaylee Maganini as she trolls Nancy Pelosi. Uh, We're probably not going to play the whole thing, but we'll stop it when it starts getting boring. So let's hit it.
0: One, two briefings ago, I asked, where is Nancy Pelosi? Today, I can announce we have found Nancy Pelosi. Um, As you can see, we found Nancy Pelosi going into her hair salon. We will be playing the video on loop for all of you to see during the duration of this introduction. Nancy Pelosi was not in the halls of Congress when I asked where she was. She was not working in good faith to make a deal for the American people. Nope, Nancy Pelosi was found in San Francisco at a hair salon where she was indoors, even though salons in California are not only open for outdoor service. Apparently, the rules do not apply to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She wants small businesses to stay shut down, but only reopen for her convenience. Do as I say, not as I do, says Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is holding up $1.3 trillion in relief for the American people while getting special access to the very kind of small businesses that this money would support, businesses like this hair salon. Before she skipped town to violate her state's health guidelines, Pelosi proposed a bill. It was called the HEROES Act, which contained no additional paycheck protection funding. This is funding that would help the very small business she has bizarrely accused of plotting against her. The president sees through Democrats' disregard for Americans in need, and he took action unilaterally in his own accord. Uh, he provided relief from evictions, he provided unemployment insurance, he paused student loan payments, and he cut.
1: All right, so that's enough because she started getting off the topic of Nancy Pelosi. But it's funny because the whole time she's talking, if you're not. Uh, if you're listening, she has Nancy Pelosi going in and out <laughs> in the backdrop on a loop. So she is a troll master, just like uh, President Trump. So I thought that was hell hilarious. So it's just <laughs> I'm sure the press was uh, squirming in their boots as that occurred. So let's get in to this next article, which ties back into the Andrew Cuomo article. So this is a Breitbart article. So Democrats who ignored deadly riots chide President Trump for review of federal funding for cities. So now we're going to hear everybody's take on Trump's memo. So the Democrat mayors of cities that have faced unchecked violent and deadly riots are criticizing President Donald Trump for asking the Attorney General and Office of Management and Budget to review whether the federal government can withhold federal funding. So here's a quote. My, my administration will do everything in its power to prevent weak mayors and lawless cities from taking federal dollars while they let anarchists harm people, burn buildings, and ruin lives of businesses. We're putting them on notice today, Trump tweeted on Wednesday. Good for him. So the White House also released a presidential memorandum on Wednesday, which said, so this is an excerpt from it. It is the policy and purpose of the United States government to protect the lives and property of all people in the United States from unlawful acts of violence and destruction. Without law and order, democracy cannot function. Americans cannot exercise their rights, including their rights, to peaceful expression, assembly, and protest. Property is destroyed and innocent citizens are injured or killed. Unfortunately, anarchy has recently beset some of our states and cities. For the past few months, several state and local governments have contributed to the violence and destruction in their jurisdictions by failing to enforce the law, disempowering and significantly defunding their police departments, and refusing to accept offers of federal law enforcement assistance. As a result of these state and local government policies, persistent and outrageous acts of violence and destruction have continued unabated in many of Americans' cities, such as Portland, Seattle, New York. My administration will not allow federal tax dollars to fund cities that allow themselves to deteriorate into lawless zones. To ensure the federal funds are n- neither unduly wasted nor spent in a matter that directly violates our government's promise to protect life, liberty, and property, it's imperative that the federal government Review the use of federal funds by jurisdictions that permit anarchy, violence, and destruction in American cities. It is also critical to ensure that federal grants are used effectively to safeguard taxpayer dollars entrusted to the federal government for the benefit of where it's supposed to be, the American people. How about that? Now, how can you argue with that? You can't. You cannot argue with that. What a great statement. So the memorandum specifically called out Seattle, Portland, New York City, prompting a joint statement from Jenny Durkin, Ted Wheeler, and Bill de Blasio. So all three jokers responded. So here's a letter. So here's a tweet from Ted Wheeler. I joined Mayor Jenny Browser and New York City Mayor to issue this joint statement in response to President Trump threatening to revoke federal funding from cities. So here is the statement. So our cities and the millions of Americans who we represent are not President Trump's political pawns. We are confronting unprecedented challenges, fighting back a pandemic and economic devastation without another stimulus. Now, instead of leadership from the White House, we are faced with new attacks that are unlawful, unconstitutional, and will be undoubtedly defeated in court. President Trump needs to wake up to the reality facing our cities and our entire country and realize he is not above the law. So now Mayor Jenny Durkin responded, "This is the latest attempt to distract from the fact that COVID-19 has infected over 6 million Americans, killed 185,000 people and destroyed the American economy. The only anarchy zone in America where the rule of law is disregarded is at the White House." Right. Oh, I, what happened Mayor Jenny Durkin? I thought it was the Summer of Love in Seattle. Oh, but when the protesters came to your house, that's when it ended. That's when it was enough for you. Isn't that funny? Isn't that how it works? You showed your true colors. No one wants to hear from you. You're an embarrassment and you let that continue. And COVID is a hoax for the most part. I don't want to hear it. And Ted Wheeler is an embarrassment. And what did he do? He moved out of his apartment now. So he left the people in port. Portland and moved out of the apartment. Because apparently he's got an island, he's got houses all over the place, he's got a bunch of stuff. Mr. Wheeler does. So I did not see the response from de Blasio. But Wheeler tagged him in the statement. There's no, there's nothing wrong with Trump's memo. Protect your citizens that you swore to protect or get defunded. Simple as that. There's nothing else to it. Defend the people you swore to protect. Keep your promises. You can do nothing but smear and blame Trump. That's all you can do. Clean up your house, Be and make sure your house is in order before you throw stones at the president. The president shouldn't have to pick up your baggage. Do it yourself. So we have two more articles here. We have an article here from Fox News. So Virginia shipyard worker... Fired for refusing to remove Trump Trump twenty twenty hat, Dave Serland said he he'd worn similar hats for years without any problems. A Virginia man lost his job with a leading national naval manufacturer after refusing to take off his Trump twenty twenty hat at a safety meeting prior to his shift, according to local reports. Dave Serland spent about eight years working at Newport. News Shipbuilding, a division of Huntington and Gulls Industry, which is the only manufacturer of U.S. Navy aircraft carriers and just one of two firms that produce nuclear powered submarines. Oh, that's interesting information. Despite company policies prohibiting campaigning and political clothing, Sunderland told a daily press paper in Virginia that he worn Trump hats over the past few years without incident and had seen others wearing clothing with Democratic and Progressive slogans. Generally, Sutherland donned his hats between his car and work site, and sometimes during pre-work safety meetings, he told the press. During his shift, he wore a hard hat. But last week, the 55-year-old reportedly refused to take off his cap ahead of a meeting and received warnings that it broke the rules about campaigning on the job. I wasn't campaigning, Sutherland told the paper. I wore a ball cap. I wasn't passing out bumper stickers. I wasn't asking people to vote. I wasn't doing anything except wearing a ball cap going to work. A supervisor from the, a different department took issue with the hat and flagged it to a foreman. Thunderland said adding his direct supervisor hadn't addressed the cap. The foreman told him to remove it and he said no. According to the report, she warned him it would cost him his job. He still refused. Then she called security to have him escorted off the premises. After a brief suspension, he said he was fired. In a statement, a company spokesperson said policies were implemented to eliminate anything that could harm team cohesion in a complex industry. These policies and procedures are not specific to any particular election or candidate, the company said. Instead, they cover all manner of expression that could cause distractions from a very demanding work. Uh, typically when an issue comes to our attention, it is handled quickly and informally, the company said. However, if an employee refuses to comply with the policy, it is treated as an insubordination and discipline is administered accordingly and up to including termination. Now, do I think she should have called security? Absolutely not. I think she should have took issue with it and then suspended him. Not called security. I think that's a pathetic move. But if no, now here's how I feel about this. If no one else, if a company has a policy where you can't wear any political clothing attire and it's enforced, then yes, he shouldn't be allowed to wear it. But if other people are allowed to wear it, anti-Trump stuff or pro-Trump stuff, whatever, and he can't, then I have an issue with it. But if it's a blanket thing and they actually enforce it, then yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to wear his hat. So I'm not necessarily with him unless they're allowing other cases to continue and they're just targeting him because he's pro-Trump. So if they're being fair about it, it's fine. But if not, he should get his job back. So maybe in the future, we'll get an update on that. So let's get into this last article here. I always try to leave you on the weekend with a kind of funny one, something a little humorous to start your weekend, right? So here we go. Biden's back at it again. Oh, bumbling Biden's back. So here's another Fox News article. Biden makes awkward, they'll shoot me quip during Kenosha appearance. Biden's visit was focused on healing after the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Former Vice President Joe Biden used an unfortunate choice of words Thursday while visiting Kenosha, Wisconsin, in the afternoon of a police shooting of Jacob Blake. Biden's speech aimed at addressing racial unrest veered into talking about inequities in taxes at one point. He stopped himself from laying out his tax policy in detail, saying, if he goes on any longer, they'll shoot me. Oh, wow. So let's play it. Let's play this clip. The tax cut for the top one tenth of one percent, which is one trillion three hundred and fifty billion dollars, has done nothing to help anybody.
0: Nine corporations making a billion dollars apiece don't pay a single penny in taxes. I'm not going to punish anybody, but everybody should pay a fair share. I can lay out for you. I won't now because they'll shoot me. But here's the deal. I pay for every
1: single thing I'm proposing without raising your taxes one penny. If you make less than 400 grand, you are not going to get a penny tax, and you're going to get a tax cut if you make under $125,000. So it's not we can't do this. We haven't been willing to do this, but I think the public's ready. That was just bizarre. First off, it appears that he's in a church and he's talking about tax cuts, which is very weird. He's leaning over, getting close to people like aggressively. We're, he's talking weird, like the whole thing was weird. And he, his comment, you know what he means by that? If he goes on any longer and more detail, they'll shoot me. That he's saying that, and obviously it's not a good choice of words because Jacob Blake was shot in the back. It's a poor choice of words, but actually the real, what they're missing, they're making a, they're complaining about this because he used the word, they'll shoot me. But what's interesting about that is, he's saying if he goes on about things, they'll shoot him. Why? Because he's going to mess up. Stick to what you were told, Joe. Stick to the cue card, Joe. Don't go off kilter, Joe. You're gonna mess up, Joe. You better stick to the uh, to stay stay on script, Joe. Or we're gonna we're gonna get you. He's gonna get in trouble. That's what that means. That's what that means. See, they missed it. That's what that means. They were too focused on it being inappropriate because Jacob Blake was shot. But it's more interesting that they don't want him going off script because then his handlers are gonna say you messed up again, Joe. Look what you did. Just like he did yesterday in the clip we played, bumbling all over the place. So the Democratic nominee, who has been prone to gaffes, built his first trip to Wisconsin during the 2020 campaign as a moment for keeling in the wake of racial unrest and violence. He met with community leaders Yeah, who cares? Oh, boy. So here's a quote. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Biden also visited the family of Blake, a 29-year-old black man who, shooting by police last month, set off around a protest, in some instances, riots and violence in Wisconsin and elsewhere. President Trump visited Wisconsin earlier this week, but didn't meet with Blake's family. Instead, he centered his message on supporting the police and rebuilding damaged businesses. Biden said he's seeking common ground, that Trump is incapable of reaching law and order rhetoric, and repeated refusals to acknowledge racism in America. Here's a quote. I can't say if tomorrow God made me president. I can't guarantee you everything gets solved at four years, Biden said, but it would be a whole better. We'd get a whole lot further down the road if Trump isn't reelected. There's certain things worth losing over, he concluded, and this is something worth losing over if you have to, but we're not going to lose. Boy, what a word meant there. That... <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to read his quotes. It's hard trying to read his quotes because you don't know whether he's making a mistake or this is what he's really saying. So it's kind of relayed back to you trying to compute it. What a mess. So that will complete our week here on Just Say It. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, there is, I believe there is no UFC this week because of Labor Day weekend. So enjoy your Labor Day. Enjoy your family, and we will see you on Monday, Patriots. Be safe.
0: Thanks for listening. Catch a new episode of Just Say It every Monday through Thursday. Available on YouTube and every major podcast platform. Got something to say? Meet other Patriots and join the conversation at JSIPodcast.com.